Kelsey. And I'm Caroline. And you're listening to Clitlet. It's a show a little bit about self-help books. And a lot about how our personal narratives connect to them. All right. Let's We're do fucking this. here. The first episode. Welcome, yeah. listeners. I hope there's more than one of you. I hope more than just my mom is listening to this. Well, we have my mom too, for sure. I so. hope my parents don't listen to this, actually. <laughs> My grandpa's been, like, asking about the podcast a lot, and I'm like, I literally can't tell you about it, pop up. But. Oh, my God. Yeah, I have to come out to my mom by the time this airs, so <laughs> thanks for being understanding. Oh, that'll give you motivation. Okay, um, we're going to start with a little check-in. Yeah, how are you feeling? What's going on inside? Okay. How are you doing? Uh, I need to tell you – can I tell you guys how many drugs I've taken this morning? How many drugs? None of them are fun. Okay, woke up in an absolute panic at like 7 a.m., which I usually do. But like I had just had a stress dream about this event I'm planning for Saturday, which is in two days. Time is irrelevant in this podcast. Um, And so woke up in a panic and was like, hmm, it's Xanax o'clock. So I went and took a Xanax. Then I was like, I'm going to go back to sleep. My body was like, bitch, you thought. Couldn't go back to sleep. Then I like got up, took my daily dose of Lamictal and Prozac Yes, loves of my life. Um, and then I couldn't stop shitting, so I was like, Emodium, t- Emodium time. I feel like our entire podcast should be sponsored by Emodium and Xanax for me. That's Well, nice. I'm a Zantac girl. <laughs> Zantac whoa, 150. Whoa. <laughs> Extra strength, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite party drug. <laughs> Literally, like, I joke that in high school, the drugs that I did were just straight up Imodium and Xanax constantly and not in like a fun way, like getting lost in the sauce. As the youths say, I was just like, I'm going to die all the time. And that makes me feel like I'm going to shit my pants. So both of those. OK, anyway, I'm not done with the drugs. Took an Imodium <laughs> and then my period is starting to creep up on me, but it's being a fake ass bitch like it always is and not fully starting, but I know the cramps are going to come because I have a copper IUD because I'm a slut, and it's the worst and also the best. So I took these things called chlorella, which are some herb things. They're herbs that's supposed to make your blood just, like, come out. What kind of herbs? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. You know I Chlorophyll. Chlorophyll. I don't – yeah. Oh, my God. I thought you said chloroform. That was like, (laughs) why are you taking that? Is that what – oh, my God. No. (laughs) No. I was like, did they bring it? Did it come on a napkin? <laughs> you open a that, little towelette. Okay, that's, oh my God, that, no. Dude, that's what you should have taken. That would have put you out. <laughs> You'd have to wheel me in here. Okay. And then last but not least, took some Tums. And I've decided, I'm like, if I shit at all in the next five hours, I will be calling the Imodium, like, hotline and telling them they're fake as fuck and I hate them. So I feel like I didn't shit in all of high school because I was just, like, popped up on Imodium all the time. Um, welcome to the podcast. All we're going to talk about is my IBS. 
100%. Yeah. Um, Are you ready to share? Yeah. I, I have upper GI problems, and that's why we complement each other so well comedically. Like, Are mine lower GI problems? Yeah. IBS is lower GI. For sure. Because I get, sure. like... At, like I oh, do you get acid reflux? Yeah, like that's why. So I do musical comedy. If you uh, aren't a huge fan of mine already, <laughs> how could you not be? But You're just wanted to throw famous. it out there. Yeah, um. I am Shakira. But <laughs> <laughs> is her music considered musical comedy? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but so I lost my singing voice for like the last mm. like nine months, and I finally went to the voice doctor. And it was fucking because of acid reflux. Oh my god! And like my fucking gastritis. Ugh. So who knew? But um, yeah, I'm doing okay. I my drugs last night. I take Seroquel, an antipsychotic. It's a sedative, oh, yeah. and I decided to like. I think it's gonna make do you. Me, does like, it give you crazy dreams? I feel like something that would give you crazy. No, dreams. it just puts you out. Okay. Um, but because it's like antipsychotic, so it's like not psychosis <laughs> inducing. <laughs> but um, yeah, I decided to like try and like take one less for some reason because I thought it was like making me hazy and I wanted to be more clear-minded for today but then I just like absolutely couldn't sleep and was doing like self-compassion meditations Um, at like 2 a.m yeah it was it was good self-care for sure um but like not sleeping is probably like yeah no and then I I also had as another act of self-care I had purchased a bag of milk chocolate robin's eggs I knew eggs. this is where it was going I love that from <sighs> Gelson's across the street from you yeah yes. and then uh I was like what's in my hair what's on my arm and then I like looked at my white comforter oh, and no. I, I'm I my period was last week it ended so I was like what the fuck did I bleed <laughs> on the comforter no a couple of the robin's eggs got loose are you midwestern you just said <laughs> eggs anyway wait no fun fact time to mention kelsey and i both grew up in las vegas we will be talking about that at another time extensively we didn't know we didn't know each other until we moved to la and we became friends because of twitter but we both grew up in las vegas more to come on that later anyway robin's eggs we'll get to our love story well some of them escaped the bag and got (gasps) loose in my bed and then they were just like smeared under my pillow yeah so whatever but eventually i did um get to sleep and you know we're here today I'm honestly sweating profusely mm-hmm, right now mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, I feel good great I'm happy for you I'm happy for you we're both like pretty mentally sound today yeah I guess for us yeah um okay now that we've talked enough about ourselves just kidding we're gonna keep talking about ourselves for the next however long 10 years longer my whole life um okay so today the book that we are breaking down it is called attached the new science of adult attachment and how it can help you find and keep love by amir levine and rachel sf heller okay this is a fucking must read yeah um it has changed my life everyone i tell about attachment theory it has changed their lives when i was told about it i think by ali who's our guest later um told me about it it changed my life yeah, like two years ago when I was going through a breakup, which we'll dive into, um, I was talking to my therapist and I was like, look, I just feel like one of like those little monkeys on the cloth mother that you learn about in AP Psych, rhesus monkeys for anyone who's on <laughs> Wait, one. you're going to have to explain this further because I don't remember learning this. Okay, so basically it's like one of like the premier studies about attachment style. So they get these baby monkeys 
and then there's a cloth mother there's like there's like <laughs> so it's, it's like a fake it's like a fake mom it's like made of made wire of but it has cloth over it so it's soft and Aww. there you can't get any food while you're on it and then the other mother is just made of wire with no cloth but you can get like water from it okay and it's just like as a baby you want care more than you yeah over food so like you Mm. cling to the cloth cloth mother and that's anxious attachment beautiful so that's you yeah okay we gotta explain what it is first exactly because okay so like it's all about how you relate to other people and a lot of it comes from your childhood and whoever was like your caretaker your mom or dad or whoever um but it also develops over time you know if you're around fuck boys you'll probably be get be getting like more and more anxiously attached. But yeah. so the little like synopsis that I've come up with that's a little bit based off of like something in attached like the paragraph about it whatever. Okay, if your parents were sensitive, available and responsive, you should have a secure attachment style. If they were inconsistently responsive, you should develop an anxious attachment style. And if they were distant, rigid and unresponsive, you should develop an avoidant attachment style so if you're secure you're chilling you feel good about yourself you're not totally afraid that someone's going to abandon you um if you're anxious you are totally afraid that someone's going to abandon you so you're like chasing after people and if you're avoidant fuck you just yeah I, okay I guess we, have we don't to, like you in this family I know, if I was, you're avoidant <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I was like should I remain unbiased um absolutely not I've never been unbiased or if life. you're avoidant you're either of our dads <laughs> <laughs> um and uh yeah so if you're an avoidant I know it's it's like you're scared that you're gonna be like trapped in a situation and so if someone tries to get too close to you you're like bye bitch and you create more distance so Kelsey and I are both for sure anxiously attached although I want to refer to like you can take a quiz we took the quiz already oh wait what page is the quiz on 43 for those of you reading along if you're not reading along, question your entire identity and ask yourself, why am I on this earth? What's my purpose? Why am I listening to this without reading okay, we're along? Trying to we're just get kidding. Listeners. No, we love you and accept all of you wholeheartedly. And thank yes. you so much for being here yeah. with us. Okay. So, like, added them up. It's funny because my friend Allie, again, who we're bringing on later, she's almost a therapist. She just She's about to finish grad school for it. Um, okay, she's we, our friend. Thank you. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so possessive. possessive. <laughs> she was my friend first. Okay. Um, no. Well, yeah. But anyway, so Allie and I like this was her copy, so we both took the quiz, and I just like ignored her um, uh, marks in it and just did my own. And so for anxiously attached, I got a score of 13. For securely attached, I got a score of zero. And for avoidant attached, I got seven. Um, meanwhile, Allie got five for anxious, nine for secure, and three for avoidant. So we will be talking to her later about, like, how the fuck to not be a psycho. I don't know. Like, she's yeah. so much more securely attached than well, I Well, okay, I got anxious. I got 11. Secure, I got five thank you humble brag humble brag and then avoidant i got two but it's funny because there's there's a fourth actually attachment style that's called 
yeah that's called anxious avoidant for sure which we do both yes, identify both do as have. but because if anyone shows me too much love i'm like you're literally disgusting and wrong yeah so. and my whole thing is like uh i have like the mindset of someone with an anxious attachment style but a lot of people who are anxious tend to act out and try to like get attention and it's called like yes. activating behavior but in like my childhood Mm -hmm. with my dad I learned that like if I ever like brought up anything critical it would result in like a crazy fight where he was like yelling at me and I was like sobbing and I was like I want to go back to mom's and so then I would go back to mom's yeah so then it just became like abandonment so like in all of my relationships I feel anxious like that's what's inside my head but then my actions are very avoidant because I will not start a fight because to me starting a fight is like they will abandon me immediately mm, sure. yeah See, I do I feel like with my last boyfriend I honestly sorry if you're ever listening to this um I mean you should be sorry too but like honestly like I hope that like all of our exes are listening to this and they're like, like wow you guys are doing so well just I don't know who would listen to this and if say, you, you ghosted so me well. two years ago and you don't follow me on Instagram <laughs> but you're continuously watching my fucking stories we will risk. discuss you later in the show Absolutely. I know you are listening to this <laughs> let's meet up why did you ghost me okay back to you what was I saying <laughs> Um, I don't even know. Oh, oh, that. Well, to my exes, I would like pick fights. I was a little fucking insecure mm. bitch because, and that's when I feel like the avoidant me came out when I realized I stopped having feelings for them and like I should have broken up with them, but I was like, I don't want to be alone, so I would stay with them for like uh, so much longer than I needed to, but I would like want to drive them away, and I would do mean, bitchy things. Give an example. I can't think of one. Oh my, I'm too on the spot. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I just like, I just feel like oh, one will come to me later. Yeah, it'll come I don't to know. You, it'll come but to I, you. I would just like do things to push them away. I know specificity is key. I'm ruining it. Um, and, but then the second, the second that they were a little bit cold to me, I was like, oh my God, stop. Like, I love you. I'm just like a little baby. Like, please yeah. take care of me. And I just like, well, and I would also, I would like pick a fight and then they'd start to get mad at me. But then I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to suck your dick. Like I can't handle you being mad at me. So like, I'm going to make you not mad at me anymore by having sex. But then sex became painful because my body was literally like, oh my God, you hate this person. Stop letting them inside of you. Yeah. In my last relationship, I would have to get also like, uh, listeners, I am (laughs) sober now. Yes. But, um, how many months, how many months? Um, almost eight. Hell yeah. Hey. Congrats. Thank Congrats. you. Thank you. But at this point, I was in a relationship who also had a drinking or wait, relationship with a person who also had a drinking drug problem. But like to fuck him, I remember like I would I would because I was like living with him when I like first moved to L.A. and like two of his friends it was in a tiny apartment in Los Feliz. It was fucking terrible. Um, but I was like, I didn't want to be with him and I had hated him for like over a year. But like part of the anxious attachment style is that like, I was like, okay, if I sever, I was like, I'm going to be in pain if I stay here because I want him to die absolutely by my own hand. But (laughs) if, oh, but then it's like, I was like, 
if I sever the emotional tie, like I gauged that to be like so much more painful than staying. So I just like made myself stay even though I was miserable. And then I was like, I have to have sex with him at least once every two weeks because if it's to less keep than him, like, yeah, because he'll like question shit mm, if it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. less than less than that. And then I would just get like so high that like it was consensual, but like, you know, it didn't like feel that way in it because i was like, like forcing myself to do it yeah for sure yeah the amount of times i've done that but you not know good. what i do want to say i'm not proud of the way i <laughs> was a manipulative little bitch um but okay no i'm not gonna shame myself for it because they did a ton of fucked up shit that like i'm sure will come out in other episodes whatever um so yeah, I think yeah. So we're definitely both on the like border of anxious and and avoidant. But you and I are, I feel like definitely both anxious, more anxious yeah. than than avoidant. Because anxious people tend to experience like a lot of negative emotions in the relationship, yes. and then they tend to act out and say things they well, later regret. A note that I took is that like. Well, no, it's also, like, the header of the chapter. I didn't even come up with it. I'm <laughs> like, my original thought. Um, no, for anxious attachments, it's, like, quote-unquote, living with a sixth sense for danger. And oh, I'm my like, God, yes. Yes, and that's, like, the root of my anxiety. And Allie, our guest later, I keep saying that in case people forget because I have the worst fucking memory, so I have to keep saying it. Um, Allie has always said that, like, I'm the best person to be within a crisis because I'm literally fucking always ready to go. Like, we were in a movie theater – we thought there was a fucking shooter. Oh, my God. It was really scary. But I was literally – I could have carried, like, six grown people, like, out into the street. Like, I was yeah, so Yeah, because you're always ready. in that mode. I'm so you're always ready, ready for that. Yeah. Um, that. There's an example of this, like, last season on Real Housewives of New York when they were in Cartagena. That's not, I'm not pronouncing that right, but it's a fine. But um, they, like, were on this boat, and they – like I can't remember the sun. Like oh, the anchor went down and they couldn't get it to come back, but it was storming. And oh so, my god, I saw yeah, that. So episode. they that almost died. Insane. But then Tinsley like has PTSD because she's been in an abusive relationship, and everyone was like screaming and hysterical, and like she was like totally fine. She was like, oh okay, god. like whatever, it's happening. And then like wow. I want to say who said it? Like maybe Sonia, Ramona, maybe Bethany. Bethany's the most most self aware, but also the most unself aware <laughs> at the same time my family's obsessed with bravo but i don't really watch it that yeah. much but i like love the drama of it yeah but she was anyway. she was just like well like you've been in an abusive relationship so like people with ptsd like tend to like say that things are just like okay even in like a panic and i was like oh, true was she was saying never spoken in a judgmental way or she was like trying to comfort explanatory she was trying to say it in an explanatory okay. way but it was i also remember that episode did that come out around Christmas or something? I at least remember watching it with my family and like they all shit the bed that night. Do you oh yeah. That? No, I think it was like this time last year. And then I don't know. I must've been home IDK. for some reason. Um, but I was so disturbed by that. Um, should we talk a little bit about avoidance, which I feel like is our catnip. Yeah. I hate oh my cat, God. It but... is such catnip and I'm having an avoidant. <sighs> situation right now so like wait should we can we talk a little more about what they are for for that one the the chapters keeping love at arm's length Mm. and i know right they don't want to feel trapped which i'll get to that later i talked about myself too much okay 
what is your situation with an avoidant man? I'm gonna I can always assume that avoidant is a man because literally like not yeah. wait. I, I was going to try to make a joke and it wasn't going to land. So I'm moving on. But yeah, yeah. I've, no, I've never pursued an avoidant woman. So like it's, Neither. yeah. It's, I don't, do they exist? I don't know. Yeah, we, we need, there needs to be a study for like I know. bisexuals. Um, famously, we are both bisexual. <laughs> um, but Thank like, <laughs> it's like, do we, depending on the gender, because I feel like when I'm chasing a guy, it's so much about validation. And like, yes. when it's a girl, it's like, obviously I want them to like me, but it's, it's, well, because I don't different. have mommy issues. Yeah, exactly. That's Me what neither. it is. I'm not trying to, like, fill fill the space of, like, there's no Oedipal or, like, Electra complex, whatever the fuck, in there. Yeah. So I feel like that's why. But I also feel like uh, most of the women I know are anxiously attached. True. Okay. Avoidant. Let's shit talk. What the fuck is up? Okay, basically, so I went out, like, right after, like, two years ago, right, out of, right after I got out of a two-year relationship that was absolutely terrible um and thank you um i am available for vo if you're like an agent and you're listening like just like hit me up please hire us uh we need work but it it was like very emotionally intense like the first date was like a lot of like vulnerability dumping like like him talking about like can you explain what that is for our oh yeah okay so vulnerability dumping is when like when you first meet someone you just start telling them like so much intimate information it's also called compulsive disclosure and it's like hit us with those vocabulary hell yeah it's like you so it's like it's a way of like getting to feel intimate and close with someone like really really fast without actually having to like invest the time to like build trust there's no foundation yeah exactly yeah so then that's why you like fall from like grace or whatever because i feel like you and i probably do a lot i don't know maybe i'll speak for myself i do a ton i well i'm trying not to but i do a ton of vulnerability dumping oh yeah well i do it all so much online that i always feel like if i'm on a dating app i'm like People love to ask for your Instagram, and I'm like, fuck off. Like, let me, like, have my life. That's an avoidant thing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, whoa, you want my handle? Disgusting. Like, get out of here. But, um, yeah, because I'm like, I spew all of all of my emotions onto the internet. Yeah. So, what, were you vulnerability dumping no, as well? No, yeah, no, we him? both were. Okay. Like, it was cr- like I was it's like I was like talking about like my mom's cancer. Oh I was God. like obviously drinking at this point. So we were just like drinking like more and more and like yes. going into like our like stories and your traumas. Yeah. I'll just ex- yeah, yeah, exchanging sure, like sure. all of our like trauma narratives. Um, and then we like kind of hung out a couple more. We actually like, didn't even hang out that much. And I like. And then he like ghosted me very fun and then we didn't talk because he like booty called me and i was just like don't booty call me and then he never talked to me again and i was like okay um (laughs) this is like i'm like not like a normal like modern woman like this is really the only like ghosting situation i've ever had so i think that's why for me i'm just like what is happening yeah but um and it just like activates like love addict stuff that like doesn't even really have to like do with him as a person but like the like idea idea of him that is in my mind that has like nothing to do with like any like real experience yeah but then then like we didn't talk for like maybe like six months I don't I don't know a while and then I get a message from him he sends me a link to 
the Nickelodeon screenwriting <laughs> competition, <laughs> and it's something I like that, like over Facebook, over right? Facebook Who Messenger, and I was, Facebook? I remember, I was like walking into an open mic, and I was just like, I cannot deal with this right now. Like this dude did not just send me a fucking no. screenwriting comp. No. Um, so then I was, I don't know like what I said, but at some point he was just like, you're so intense. Like it scares me. It's so hot. And I was like, why does everyone who loves me tell me I scare them? Like that's not a compliment. (laughs) It's because you're a Scorpio. Real quick. I'm a a double Scorpio. Scorpio. Okay. Break down your chart. Um, sun, Scorpio, moon, Aquarius, Scorpio rising. Yeah. Love Scorpio. Love them. I'm a Taurus sun, Gemini rising, Leo moon. Yes. We have to ask all of our guests. Love. We have to make yeah. sure. Every single person so much, I meet, I'm so like, what fire. is your, let me do your natal chart. Is Gemini air? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, yeah, so then I was like, whatever. And then that was actually the point that I realized that I was a love addict because Very I cool. wasn't smoking weed at that point. And I remember just like picking up my phone to like look at the messages and I was like, oh my God, I'm literally getting like a high from this exchange that like I'm actually not really invested in, (laughs) but I'm like lying to myself. But it's literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like getting high on it. So then I don't, I don't think we talked after that. And then like, we don't follow each other on social media. And then at some point I put my Instagram on public because like I was like okay for comedy I should like be on public so people can find me like I'm absolutely famous now yeah and so then he like just started like watching my stories like every single day but does he follow you no he doesn't follow me yeah but that was months ago but I love that that you're like oh wow you're not following me but you're going out of your way to type the first four letters of my name to then like yeah click on Kelsey Rochette Co and it's like it's like it's so that. it's so weird and I know it's like so common but I just, it truly boggles me and I just mm-hmm. like can't let mm-hmm. it go so that I've I'm honestly not- done that before though and just hope that they don't see like I mean, I've watched I, I like, like don't follow someone and then um, well because I'm obsessed with them probably yeah if I'm doing that I'm obsessed with you I'm like, is he obsessed with me? I don't know. Oh. Let's invite him on the pod. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just an obsessive person. Well, okay, so Kelsey and I have frequented, well, I've frequented, like, sex and love addict meetings. Kelsey came with me to yeah. her first meeting on hey. Monday, and it was, like, fucking horrible. I hadn't it been was, in a while, and I was like, I'm traumatized. I don't want to come back. It was a sad affair. Yeah. It's just, well, I don't know. We can dive into that another time. I honestly we'll, don't Yeah, we'll do a like whole episode on, like, sex and love addiction yeah. and most, fantasy addiction. Most don't believe that it's real. And if you don't, then I'm happy for you that you haven't experienced <laughs> yeah. sex and thoughts about Okay, so then with this, so then – and. There's so much we'll get into more in later episodes. Oh my god, it's almost like we're promoting like beyond this episode. Um, so I did have uh, in like July of last year, I did have like a complete nervous breakdown because I was having a an insane mixed episode and I like wasn't diagnosed as bipolar yet, and I was like addicted to Ativan and it was like all this shit. But so I wasn't posting stories because I went to like residential treatment and then did partial hospitalization treatment and then intensive outpatient treatment and then so I just started posting on Instagram stories again like for the first time in like nine months or something and then the other day he fucking watched a story and then I ha- I'll I'm gonna check again now if he watched yeah but then like oh I God. posted a story yesterday I'm and I love he, like, seeing who watches my Instagram story yeah now he's like not watching it and it's like I tr- it's Ugh. like I truly do not care if he lives or dies 
but it's like n- now that he's like not watching it's like it's like i get some sort of like power knowing that high they're from it sure. and now that I he's not do. yeah i feel like something was like taken away from me absolutely and it's just like crazy and i'm gonna have an absolute panic when this fucking episode comes out but that's okay because <laughs> you're like uh we talked about you yeah like comedy seven. is like all about being vulnerable <laughs> comedy is all so let's see it would be great for the pod if he had um watched this story i know la 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 the music for the interim okay no okay <laughs> we'll add an addendum if I like he does like later love on. that uh yeah, this dude that I've fucked like has stopped watching my Insta stories. Um, last time I slept with him, I had called out of work because I was having extreme suicidal <laughs> ideation thoughts. Um, and then he had texted me that morning, and I went over to. F- I literally called out of work because I was suicidal, and then went to go um, have sex with him. Because <laughs> that's those are the As choices that I'm fucking making right now. And you know what? It happened. And it was like, you know, the sex was fun. It was fine. Whatever. But at one point, um, he, we were fucking like missionary style. And he looked directly into my eyes and said, like, very slowly. And was like, you have a very manic energy today. And I was oh like, oh, my God. <laughs> Excuse me. Thank I'm you. I know. I just like cackled in my mind. I'm like, if only you knew. I told him my work was canceled that day. <laughs> well, and now, so I'm scared that he like stopped texting me because I posted too many like memes about like being suicidal. Um, so I'm just living with that, <laughs> and I'm upset by it. And now yeah. I'm upset that I shared the story because I don't want him to. Well, he probably won't because he literally doesn't give a shit about me. We're like, we're like so self-obsessed that we're just like everyone is gonna listen to I this, know. but like probably no one. Will. No, they won't. Yeah, I hope only strangers listen to this and then think we're like so cool and like want to be our friend and then they become friends in real life and they're like you're psychotic. And yeah. Um, can okay. we talk about secure attachments and then bring Ali on? Did you have Wait, I else? had a story about my ex. Okay. So my ex who I was with for like two years, like he literally like he was avoidant and he literally like would not disclose intimate, like vulnerable information about his past, which was like so insane to me. And there was like no way to get close to him because he was just like dead inside. Uh-huh and closed off and he like only made me come like five times in the first two weeks of the relationship and then never again for the remainder of the two years oh so that was tough and then like even with like that intimacy stuff I was like yo like and it also like was long distance because I was in like grad school and like living in Ireland for a lot of it but um my last relationship was long distance too it makes it super easy to like avoid avoidant people love long distance relationships because then when you're like together for like two weeks at a time like it has to be utopic and like you cannot but then the second and then they just leave they're like it's too much intimacy yeah well i can't tell actually sometimes i i sometimes i love to like pin people as avoidant when in reality they might just not like me and I'm like, no, you must be avoidant <laughs> if you're not fucking in love with me. But I think I if they tell. were, like, secure. I think my ex was avoidant, but. 
I think if they were like secure though, if it's like someone who's like not texting you back, like if they were secure, they would be like, "Hey, I'm not into it. Right. Like, have a good yeah, life." Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of Shakira yesterday and today. Like, what is up with that? That's so rare. Yeah. And you like mentioned her earlier. Yeah, I know. No, I just this? I love her. I've just been listening to Laundry Service and Oral Fixation too. Whoa, that's the name um, of her album. Hell yeah, that? those are like the two best Shakira albums. Love but it. she like literally every song. I'm just like, oh my god, Shakira has an anxious attachment style yeah 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 she does it's so crazy oh my god she's just she's literally there's like maybe is it in like don't bother she's like literally like you don't care if i live or die and then she's just like i file my nails for you i lose those pounds for you but you won't but you won't that was not a colombian accent in no, any way shape or form but was. like yeah but she's just like devoted and like she's on our team basically yeah well that's good to know Love we're that. not alone anxious yeah. i feel like there's a ton of anxious attachments out in the world and we love you if you're an avoidant fuck off i don't know um kill yourself i'm ready i are you ready i really want to talk to ali ali is like mostly secure attached style whatever yeah let's and i'm like i need to we need to hear how the fuck can we chill out how can we be more secure because like that's a thing you can do how can we not be psychotic yeah yeah. Okay, but first we should pee. I feel like yeah. I need to pee, you need to pee. We're going to take a break and okay. pee, and then we'll be back with more Clitlet. Yeah. Hey. Welcome back to Clitlet. It's time for our fabulous segment featuring Allie Kaufman therapist's corner yeah hi guys hello Hello. i'm so excited i know we're so excited to have i was just like sitting on my hands waiting to come in (laughs) (laughs) that sounded erotic and i like it (laughs) it's been riveting thus far i will say no it has been no it has been i've been on the edge of my seat i know we're so excited okay ali tell us about yourself you're super qualified to be here this is going to be God, like a I recurring so. segment of uh, so we can get a therapist's insight. She's not fully licensed yet. But like, okay, I'm not yeah, licensed. Tell us, tell I'm us. an MFT trainee right now, Love which that. basically means I'm finishing up my master's in clinical psychology. Yeah. I'm seeing clients as a therapist, pre-licensed, but When will you get licensed? Fairly like qualified. Two years or yeah. Shit? When okay. I get my 3,000 hours done. Can you count this as yeah. an hour? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Wait, I, wait. Oh my god, wait. Have you ever seen that show Psych? No, I haven't. Wait, it's not called Psych. It's <laughs> that's a different show. Um, In treatment. Oh no, Shrink. Oh Shrink. No, Wait, I don't know that. It's with like um, that guy from Bajillion Dollar Properties. I don't know that show. I Fun love fact, that show. That sounds like a. Perfect it's a. Pa- it's Cool Up Velasak's parody of Million Dollar Listing, oh, and yes, fun, I fun, have. Fun fucked someone for a million dollar listing oh my god congrats in, what? Co- in college that's hot okay well, let's he's, talk about that no he's not let me finish oh. introducing myself yeah, if so i may Who you <laughs> may tell us you, tell us. you um, have the floor so i'm a gemini sun pisces moon scorpio rising so there's a lot of scorpio yes. energy in the room yeah there is for which i'm scared but grateful <laughs> yes <laughs> um yeah so I love that we're talking about attachment style because I could talk about this all day. Um, mm. I had an, a moment of some attachment 
issues this morning with my boyfriend. Great tell. So I, yeah, I mean, you guys have talked about how I'm securely attached and like, yes, the quiz may say that, but like (laughs) when I'm in a moment of crisis, I immediately become like anxiously attached, but that's because I have a really wonderful, like doting, securely attached mom (laughs) and an avoidant father as we all do. So I'm kind of like, yeah. yeah. Literally all dads are avoidant. They're legally obligated to be avoidant. When I meet a non-avoidant dad, I like immediately start tearing up. (laughs) It's not fair. No, like when I watched Seventh Heaven, like as a child, I literally get so emotional because I'm like, what I wish I had. Yeah, yeah, but so this morning was interesting because uh, I was talking to my boyfriend and we were like talking about plans for the weekend or whatever and I usually see him on Friday nights and he was like oh I have to do these things and like so I won't see you until the event on Saturday yes and and I was like that sounded so ominous whatever we have we have plans for Saturday um and I was like okay and then literally like (laughs) I had to explain to him (laughs) the way you said okay I'm like how long have you guys been together um eight months it was our eight month anniversary (laughs) last week yeah, he's like secure he's as fuck. So it's like sweet. disgusting Tell how secure he is. He's a Gemini son. Yeah, so we're well, we're only two days apart. I'm two days older. Oh my God. So he's oh a Gemini God. sun, Pisces moon, Libra rising. Yeah, so um, you guys have the same moon and sun. Yeah, but like he has Love the it. sweetest parents in the world, and they just like gave him so much like love and devotion and it really shows but anyway like I was just explaining to him I'm like so when you say like I can't see you on Friday night like immediately this voice comes into my head that's like you hate me this is over like and and I feel like I'm pretty good at like you know calming myself down and I can be like okay like he doesn't hate me blah 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 but immediately like my initial gut reaction in those moments is like you hate me but I think that, that – but then my mom's voice comes in. Because my dad's voice is like, no one will ever love you. But then my mom's voice is like, sweetie, you're so Aww. loved. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, constant battle. Yeah. But he, I feel like he probably handled it so well. Because oh, he handled he's it so well. And he's like the most precious. Yeah. No, he is. And that's the thing. He gives me so much validation. And like the other night, I forgot to text him goodnight before I fell asleep. Oh. And then the next morning, I read this text to our roommate, Izzy. He was like, <laughs> he was like, you didn't text me goodnight for the first time in eight months. And oh. like, and, and he was like, I didn't know if something was wrong. And oh so this God. morning I said to him, I was like, you know that feeling of panic you had when I didn't text you goodnight? That's how I feel all the time time when like <laughs> whenever you're like oh I can't see you this time I'm like I love explaining anxiety to people yeah. I love I'm it like, too you know how you feel like I've always explained it as like uh in the middle of the night when you hear like a, a bump in the night and you wake up in a panic that's how I feel all the time yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's no like rational explanation no. but then I feel like avoidant people will lie to you because I mean, yeah. My, okay, we need to just give like code names to our exes so that like the listeners know. Okay, so I'm gonna call my boyfriend who I dated two years during grad school and then moved to LA and lived with for a little bit. We're gonna okay, call, you're giving so many. Details. We're gonna call him Mark. No, just so okay. they remember from the beginning. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> okay, so basically, like the week before we broke up, I was I like went to him like sobbing and I was because I was like so suicidal and I was just like I feel like my depression is coming between us. Like I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Like whatever. And he's like no 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 like everything is a-okay and then a week later classic. he like he That's like so beat, he just like comes to my morning. house and is just like I, I consulted my therapist and I can't handle your depression and we're in different Ooh, places in our lives 
Can we take a few steps back and just talk about attachment styles? Yeah, yeah, please. And then I have to talk more about my ex-boyfriend. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I I do just want to talk about um, like how you develop your attachment style and where it comes from. And I, I also want to talk about a very important study that Mary Ooh. Ainsworth did because I think it'll give us a lot of insight yeah. into like Mary Ainsworth. Yeah, gotta That's love Mary so Ainsworth. Relaxing. So basically, she did this thing called the strange situation. I love that it's called that. Strange yeah. Situation. <laughs> yeah. Kelsey's doing ASMR or something. Truly. Um, so she did this thing where she like put babies into a room. So she put like, like toddlers. And she was like, okay, you're in a room. And she put the mom in there with them. And she was like, the baby gets to play in the room. There's toys in the room. And then the mom leaves the room. And and then the baby, like, freaks out, obviously. Okay. Any kind of attachment style, the baby starts crying. Then the mom comes back into the room, and she – and Mary Ainsworth was like, we're going to see how the baby reacts when the mom comes back. Because what is interesting about attachment style is a lot of times it's how someone return – how you react when uh, someone returns to you. Okay. So, so securely attached babies, when the mom came back – they were like crying and then they saw their moms and they're like, wah, and they like throw themselves into their mom's arms and like let themselves be soothed by her. Mm-hmm. And so then all was good. And once they get soothed, then they can go back to playing and they like look over and see the moms there and they're like, cool, I'm good, I'm chill. And that just like follows them into their adult life yeah. where they're like, I can get, I can use people to soothe myself. And then I just like know that they have my back and that right. we're good. And then they can wow. like move on. And yeah. And they can lives. just move on and just like get through it. Then anxious people, uh, anxious babies, the mom would come back and the baby would throw themselves at the mom, start crying, but like not be able to soothe to themselves. Back, yeah. Like can't stop crying, cannot even think about going back to playing. Yeah. Because it's like too How activating. Old are these babies? Like Toddlers, literal, like, like two or three. Okay. Two or three. Shut up. Okay, babies. No, like, babies I'm are sorry. a broad spectrum. I call anyone under like 15 a baby. I don't know. Yeah. And so then with the avoidant babies, mom leaves, they cry, mom comes back, they don't even receive the mom. They're like, wow. no. They feel burnt. They're like, how dare you? <laughs> but what's really interesting is it's not that they're not like so activated. They are. They're like freaking out inside. Uh-huh. But they know from the like inconsistent parenting that they're like, this mom cannot soothe wow. me right now. So they just internalize everything. Yeah. So basically these babies, wow. the, the avoidant ones, probably have grown up in homes where when they cried out or were distressed, the mom mm. wasn't able to come to them or like very rarely did. Um, so or they dad. had to learn to like <laughs> right, or dad. soothe themselves. Yeah, so they can soothe themselves. And so they're very activated. So that's the thing like – even with adult avoidance, like when they're being super chilly and cold, it's not that they're unfeeling. It's not that they don't feel anything. They could be super, super activated and feel a lot of distress, but they're not able to express that because they're like keeping you at arm's length because yeah. they've that's learned behavior. Okay, that makes me like have more empathy. Yeah, yeah. It makes me sad because so many times when I see – like when I have like ex-boyfriends or whatever who like shut down mm-hmm. – I just assume they they're not having any like emotions that they've just yeah. like pushed them down so far that they just don't exist. Yeah, which I feel like could be true for some, but no, it's true. I it's have like no empathy. <laughs> <laughs> you were so dead in the eyes as saying that. Like, no. <laughs> like, wait, but I, I feel yeah, I feel really bad for like avoidance care for other people. Like I know, but it makes me sad. But it's like imagine not being able to like 
have someone soothe you. Like, imagine feeling so That's so isolating. And I'm like, then, no wonder they yeah. want to... Ew, why am I having empathy for avoidance? <laughs> I'm sorry. I know, shut up. <laughs> but that's like... Okay, yeah, but sad. so so that's why I asked how old these babies are because I'm like, how the fuck can they already have so like, how young does those it start? first nine months make all the difference? I'm you sorry, know? nine months like in utero? No, like no, 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 like nine months world. that you're okay. alive, and then so these babies are probably like two or three. I don't know. I should probably okay. know this, but I don't. Whatever. Um, they're they're old enough that they have had enough experiences mm-hmm. of either their caregiver being attentive or not or somewhere in between. And you just have to be, like, a good enough parent to make a securely attached child. Like, you don't have to be perfect. You're not going to understand your baby's, like, cries every time. You're not going to know. But, like, just as long as most of the time you're able to, like, attentively receive what the baby wants, then that can usually make a secure baby. But Mm. it's also important, like, not every relationship is going to bring out the same attachment yes. style. Yes. Yeah. Can you tell us about, I mean, I obviously yeah. know your entire dating history because we've lived together for three Yeah, years. I'd love to. Yeah, because your attachment style, I feel like, has totally fluctuated depending on, so fluctuating. Depending on like, who you've dated. Yeah, I mean, my first, like, long-term relationship, like, two years, I dated a, I would say he was the same attachment style where secure, but, like, in a crisis would be anxious. And it was just so easy. We could really, like, intuit each other's needs and, like, wow. no problem. Literally, what is that? The wow. guy – yeah, truly. <laughs> no, that truly. Happens. Yeah, <laughs> that's real. Yeah, but I think it was because we had empathy for each other's, like, anxiousness Aww. that we're like, oh, yeah. With mm. Ethan, sometimes I feel like he's too Oh, my secure. gosh, you just named him. He's okay. He's, <laughs> safe, he's safe to name. He yeah, literally, okay. this morning, that's was like, boyfriend. he was like, can't wait to listen. Oh, Honestly, okay, Ethan okay. will probably be on the podcast at oh some my gosh, point. Like, and that. he approved the story Oh, the Ethan. Oh, good. Ethan is uh we actually haven't recorded the theme song yet oh, yeah. but gonna Ethan is it. a musician and he's going to help he's us with our weekly songs also. So yeah, so you'll e- know him. Ethan is so secure that sometimes I'm like how do you like have empathy possible? for my anxious oh. side. But okay, but so in my early 20s I literally dated a string of avoidance yes. just oh my God. like <laughs> a dark non- time, a dark time. Stop avoidance like had to date a 37-year-old with two kids cuz he must. was like literally the embodiment of, of my father. Classic. And then I had to date Love another it. father figure Classic. who was another musician who we was love just, like, father such an avoidant. But, but sometimes I think you have to, like, get your daddy issues out of your system. Yes. And, like, you don't know how long that's going to take. For me, it took, like, a solid three years to just, like, date all the daddies and then be, like, wow, I there can't. are many in L.A. Yeah. It's, like, distracting. Yeah. yeah. And – and, but I learned a lot about myself because I'm just like, I can't date an avoidant. Like, my my anxious leanings make it so that I constantly feel in distress when I'm dating an avoidant. Yeah. And, like... We need to talk about the anxious avoidant trap. Yeah. That's what they call yes. it in the book. Okay, and also because I just favorite. remembered, my therapist just reminded me of, like, okay... Wait, does someone else want to explain it? I can explain okay, it. Okay, you explain it. And then <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So Dr. basically. <laughs> <laughs> so like anxious um, attachment style people are drawn like moth to flame yes. to the avoidant. <laughs> it's so sexy. We love it. Because it's like they're, they can constantly be trying to win the affection of the avoidant yeah. and it feels kind of like a sexy game to be constantly yes. striving Cat for something because then that like that um spark or that uh intensity mm. never dies you know right. how they and say like, like passion ah. isn't always yeah and good. it's passionate and so for the first few months like 
it, it's so passionate. It's like red hot. Yeah. Whereas like a secure and a secure like might not achieve that kind of like passion. Yeah. But uh, but the anxious people mistake that passion for like love. being enough for love, and then avoidant people the longer that goes on the longer they're chased by the anxious the more they start to pull away because they feel crowded they're like i can't breathe i need my independence and something that's important to remember is that avoidance like to keep a certain amount of distance Mm -hmm. and if the anxious person closes in the avoidant will back off however when the anxious person starts to back off because they're like this person is fucking toxic the avoidant will swoop back in and give you like an inch because they want to keep that same distance so it's really hard because my ex would do that to me all the time i would come so close to breaking up with him because i'm like because he would he would ghost uh gaslight not ghost me um (laughs) he did kind of ghost uh, but he would gaslight me he'd be so cold so distant and it would break my heart and i'll never forget i was like sobbing like hyperventilating in front of him and he was literally just standing there like like sitting so upright like on my (laughs) bed like his back to me and I'm like I'm like are you kidding me like any normal human would see that I'm like even if you were mad at me whatever I'm like I'm literally crumbling and he was doing that for months that same bullshit he like give me an uh, a little bit of affection here and there but there was one night that I feel like he could tell that I was starting to be fucking over it because it was exhausting and because I was like, why the fuck am I with you if you, like, literally hate me? And he, like, caved and, like, told me, he's like, you're right. Like, I have I have been really mean to you these past couple weeks, couple months, whatever, and, like, I'm so sorry and I love you and I'm here and, like, let's do this. And I was like, oh, shit, okay, like, this is what I wanted. We're here, we're doing it. The next morning, he fucking, like, won't, like talk to me or give me any affection but I feel like even more than that there are I feel like there are like fuck buddies that I've had who um will be like obsessed with me but then back off but then be I don't know but it's like the second I feel like men especially but like all the people that I've hooked up with who are like kind of assholes um the second they can sense that I'm like you know what this is not fucking worth it they pop back in for a quick a quick check-in and, like, seem interested once more. Yeah. But I'm like, but it's not real. So, like, don't fall into that <laughs> trap of thinking that just because they gave you, like, a crumb of affection doesn't mean this game is over. And it's, like, exhausting. But that crumb is delicious. I know. I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm absolutely, like, oh, my God, I'm so satisfied by this one bite. Um, yeah. So, yeah. like, a lot of people in long-term anxious attachment and avoidant attachment relationships like if those two people are together they'll fall into like a routine of the anxious person pushing 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 demanding for affection Mm. the avoidant being like no then the anxious person pulling back because they feel like defeated well they've been burned and they've been burned and and so then they learn to pull back and that's right when they they hook yes. the avoidant once again. Yeah. And so, so you know, they talk about in the book, they talk about like the marriage of the anxious and the avoidant. I don't understand. And how, how it can go on so long playing that game of the anxious person finally pulling back and the avoidant pe- person being like, okay, like now, 
now you get a little another crumb from yeah. me. See, you know? well, now I've lost my empathy for avoidance because it's cruel. <laughs> it like, is cruel. It's, you know, so it's, yeah. it's so painful. It's so painful. There's nothing more painful. Like, oh my God, just thinking well, of that situation with my ex, I'm like, am I going to cry later? For sure. And they're just like playing on your fear because I remember right. like my uh, ex of two years, like when I was, I remember like this one day I was like, drinking wine on campus with my friend Hannah at Trinity and I had been in the relationship for like a year and literally I had I had not said one negative thing about him out loud ever to Mm. any even my like closest friends because I was like if I let the energy Mm -hmm. out there that like in any way I'm dissatisfied like it will just like dissipate and he will like know and like Mm, leave me and it just came like pouring out and then like after that I was just but it I mean it took me like another year to like I didn't I didn't even break up with him it took him breaking up with me because I like couldn't (gasps) do it no I remember one night with my 37 year old avoidance (laughs) (laughs) I was like freaking out because he was not texting me all day I wasn't getting anything from him and so I was spiraling 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 I was like weeping weeping and then it was like late at night it was like a midnight and finally he texted and he was like come over oh my god and of course of course you get that like dopamine hit yeah you're like I'm going and you're like (laughs) I literally remember like jumping into my car like pajamas on just like like I'd already brushed my teeth I had to like take my retainer out (laughs) (laughs) jump in my car drive over to his house and like come in he's literally like so dramatic he's lying in his bed and he just like the door's unlocked I like come in I was like are you okay and he's just like I don't know like I just feel like I might be in love with you but it scares me oh my god and this was of course like three weeks in oh my god and it was the first time I'd done anything to like show my vulnerability like the first time and of course he has to like not respond forever and then do like the most dramatic thing to like reel me back in lounge yeah lounging on his bed it was so dramatic and I'm just like this is some avoidant behavior and he's like he's like yeah I like it scares me so much like I'm just falling too fast and too deep I'm like Jesus when people, but I'm like, there was a time, like my last boyfriend, we said, I love you after like two This weeks. is the trap. If like, you're dating someone yeah. and they say, I love you within the first month, they're an avoidant run. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> they are. It's too true. My two major avoidants, I had one who I dated, um, he was like my first like real serious boyfriend in college, like sophomore and junior year. And he said, I love you multiple times and then would take it back. Stop. Um, what do you mean he would take it back? Like, like he would say it, kidding. he would say it drunk and then he would be like, oh. I didn't mean it. <gasps> For fuck's sake. Yeah. Multiple and, times. Yeah. And oh he, he's also like, he was like, I lost my virginity to him. Um, cause I didn't lose it until I was 20. Oh my God, hey, uh, 19. <laughs> sexually repressed. My 21st birthday, yeah. But, um, so, and I also like was raised Catholic and had a lot of masturbation shame. And so I like literally didn't masturbate until I was like 21 because I like honestly didn't know how and he would like shit and but he couldn't make me come because I like I don't know well I because I didn't feel safe with him was like actually the reason but he would like tell me that I was like emasculating him and he would just like what I love when guys make it about them yeah like uh shut up a therapist called him an emotionally abusive narcissist and I was like that tracks love when a therapist uses the word narcissist because I'm like whoa yeah I'm like you're like I wasn't gonna say it but when you say it like it has to be true yeah like he's diagnosed on the board and then the other one was like we had been dating I met this guy 
were like right at like the end of college and then I was like going right to grad school so we were together like three months and then I like moved out of the country and I was back for winter break and we were hanging out and he like said like I fucking love you like in jest of like just like like haha like like as you would to a friend and I was like I was and I was like and he was like oh god and then and then I was like and then it's like that just like classic feeling that you get from like every avoidant at some point where you're like I've been hoodwinked Mm -hmm. I've been tricked this entire time and I was like I am with you doing a a like transatlantic long distance relationship and you don't love me and then he like (laughs) did say I love you like two days later or something but it mean it or was he like JK JK we're bros I think he did mean it I mean he well was just, who could fucking know but I like, don't know yeah he didn't take it back that time um yeah. should we talk about astrological signs that are more likely to be different I would love to <laughs> Aquarius and Pisces to yeah me, well Pisces men like be warned I just want all of our yeah, <laughs> listeners yeah. to be vigilant Stay vigilant. Yeah, Stay vigilant. I feel like every Pisces man I know is an avoidant, yeah. except for that one guy who's a musician that was a Pisces. I'm looking you both in okay, the Okay, I know who you're I know who you're talking about. about. <laughs> yeah. No, the I one, actually The think, one with the strong hands. Yes. Oh, my God. He, like, finger banged me so good. Love that. Um, I wish him well. I miss him. Um, Aries. Aries men. For sure. For sure. You can't trust – because Aries men will, like – Give you the best sex of your life, but then like ruin Aries men, you. Leo men, Pisces men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leo, big avoidant, so like watch out. Yeah. My can my cancer man was like, he's probably listening to this too. Cancer he's man fucking too. obsessed with me. He was like, he was like my start at love addiction. We met in sixth grade. And from like 11 to like a, I'm still blocking him on Instagram, <laughs> oh, like at this point in my life. But like uh it's ju- just been like an emotional roller coaster, but he is a, he's a fucking cancer. psycho. He's a yeah, cancer. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, Scorpio and cancer are like so compatible. Yeah. So it's so it's like, it was so Wait, hard. they are? I didn't know that. I've yeah. always heard that Taurus and cancer are the dream team. Uh, well, I would love to too. date a Scorpio, but I'm also afraid of them. Scorpio men, they have like black eyes. Like their pupil, like I feel like their eyes are all pupil. Maybe that's just like a personal experience. <laughs> My dream, Maybe it's just a Scorpio's eye fuck that I'm like... <laughs> I think you could kill me. I think that Gemini men and Libra men are usually um, secure. I feel like it's inherent in the sign. Yeah. Even though Gemini's are like they can be like flighty. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're still they have like a strong base. And then Libras are so like fucking chill, the balance, whatever. Libras can like a little bit veer towards the anxious, but like are mostly secure. Who do you think are uh, anxious types? Anxious types? Um... What is a Taurus? I mean, I know. I yeah, I think Taurus. I feel like Earth signs surprisingly I don't know, are very anxiously Taurus attached. Taurus men, know. like my brother's, like so secure. Yeah, I don't know. So a lot it's of hard. Yeah. Wait, I want to. Well, we can. I don't know. We can talk about this also. But like, I have a question for you. Yeah, please. What can each attachment style like do to better themselves? Specifically, yeah. like the avoidance out there. Like, we hate you. We love you. We hate you. Like. I'm just, I don't, wh- what do we yeah, do? Yeah, okay, do we well, do? well, like, knowing it about yourself is the first step. So read the book. Or just, like, go online and take the quiz. Yeah, no, I, when, I, yeah. when I'm thinking about what avoidance can do, first of all, like, a lot of avoidance don't know that they're avoidant because mm, they're, like, course. not really willing to take a good look at themselves because they're avoiding their feelings. Um, so if you know you're an avoidant, 
you know, just start by going to therapy. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, just take a deep dive. Do a little, like, self-exploration. Yeah. And not just, like, a cursory, like, read a few self-help books written by men. But... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, small roast um but yeah do do go to therapy and do be willing to take like kind of like a critical look at yourself but the same goes for for anxiously attached people you know um if you understand the avoidant trap if you understand that like what you might mistake for passion is Mm -hmm. actually your just like need to be loved by and the chase yeah then that's a good first step. I mean, I recommend therapy for everyone. I know, for sure. Um, but but so secure people too, I would just say like you're lucky to have been loved so deeply, but not mm. all of us were. So just like really listen to your partner. And like, empathize with. And un- ask for like, you know, un- uh, ask t- for them to explain like what they need. Um, set boundaries. Mm. Sometimes like because secure people are – have just sort of like seemingly an endless resource of love to give yeah. you're gonna have to take care of yourself too because the anxious person might like need a lot from you I know and you I might feel ha- like I've done that in our relationship <laughs> <laughs> because I can't well I also I mean like Kelsey and I joke about our like OCD diagnoses that we're like avoiding but I think that's something that also plays into it for me that it can be really 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 fucking hard for me because I will fixate so hard like never ending like hamster wheel of obsession yeah. on like one choice or one yeah. and I'll like ask every single person in my life for advice and then and then ignore their advice and I've done that to you where it's like because I feel like you you because in our relationship you're more secure I'm more anxious and I feel like <laughs> you have that balance and yeah but I but I like have known for myself like sometimes I need to set boundaries because right, I'm like yeah. yeah like my emotional resources are being taxed and right I, and I and but I see myself doing that in my relationship with Ethan where I'll be like love me love me love me tell me every day that you yeah. love me like never stop validating well, me well sometimes you just Sing have me to like a song. fucking chill and he's yeah I'm like will you play guitar for me and he's like whoa like serenade <laughs> oh me it's crazy how like when you like take a break from dating and stuff too like because i've because you're taking a break yeah because right yeah. i i on you guys it's been like a year since i've had sex i'm it's wow. crazy Whoa. but um, after a while you honestly just forget yeah, yeah. It's, it's fine um like i'm on lithium so i like don't really <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that horny right now anyways. <laughs> but um yeah i took like i i'm just like celibate because i am like getting i got sober and like i just have like a lot of like mental health shit and like attachment shit is like it makes me spin out in a way that is like unbelievable yeah, and I yeah. haven't like been like entertaining the idea of anyone for a while and then it's like this one thing just like this dude watching my story right, it's like it was like instantaneous just like woo and I was like oh I have not well, evolved at all yeah and that's when you're like wait should I yeah I'll continue being celibate yeah this is how quick but, but yeah that's is. the thing that's like kind of a tough pill to swallow but like you can't really work through your attachment issues if you're not in a relationship right it's like it doesn't happen in a vacuum like yeah. you can't just I mean I said that last time I'm I'm like actively trying to date I guess whatever the fuck and um I remember saying that to Allie that I'm like I feel like I've done a lot of work on myself but I'm like not I have to put it to fucking like to the test because it's like all in theory I can be like oh my god self-love self-compassion whatever but it's Mm -hmm. like no I need to test it out with because you know dating just I feel like brings out my worst like insecurities and fears because meeting new people you know it's like with my like meeting new friends I don't know it doesn't feel as like scary because I can all assume lol 
purchase you're, you're like can't fucking relate um, agoraphobic social phobia <laughs> can't relate yeah people are yeah. terrified but yeah. also like remembering in relationships to be like really honest and like to take a critical self look and then yeah. stay in communication with your partner about it yeah like i tried what I was just gonna say we were talking about vulnerability dumping earlier yeah. which I'm like I, sometimes for me oh, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm line. either like saying nothing or I'm like telling them the last time I took a shit like I'm like there's yeah like, it's yeah. hard for me to have an in-between like a healthy amount of well I also get scared I don't want to scare people off with my like hashtag mental illnesses because I'm like I don't know how <laughs> yeah or like about? even like Sometimes something I've been guilty of is like emotionally dictating the relationship. <laughs> We've talked about this because um, Ali and I are both producers too, dictator. and I feel like we like to produce this. I'm literally like, so I feel this. What are you gonna do about it? You know, <laughs> so bad. That is I a actually, move. the last guy that I dated before I was celibate, um, he was like secure, and then his life fell apart, so he became avoidant and like. <laughs> stopped talking to me for two days and I spiraled and like was like having an emergency session with my therapist or whatever but she was like she was she was a sex therapist so she like was like she's great um but she was like you have to like you have to like say that like that made you feel unsafe and it was like so fucking scary Mm. because we also like weren't we were together but we weren't like in a relationship right that's the thing is like when can you like <laughs> expect things from someone yeah so often i'm like this person doesn't owe me anything but also simultaneously yeah like, why won't you <laughs> talk to me or whatever yeah well that's the thing like you have to say where you're coming from and then yeah. know and and be able to tolerate that the other person can also do the same mm-hmm. like i'm so good at being like i feel this and you made me feel this way and blah 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 and like using i statements and like mm-hmm. i perceived that you were doing this <laughs> and but then like when the tables have turned and the other person is like okay but from where I'm sitting, like, I was feeling this, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not okay. <laughs> like, that's a bit much. <laughs> I literally knew that. That's a little extra. I'm yeah. like, no, we're talking about my feelings. <laughs> so it is. It's like, it's like no matter your attachment style, like, listening to the other person's feedback and, like, thinking, like, hard. how can it's I hard. take this on and how can I receive this? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. That's um, the moral of the story. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, what else I'm going to ask you. Do you have any other questions? You're a well of knowledge. Is that the phrase? I think it's font of knowledge. Oh, we have a fun little segment that we like to do with our guests. I'm making it sound as if we've done this before. We haven't. We've Um, been doing this podcast for like five years, but just not recording it (laughs) in my my mom's basement. Yeah, like in our minds. My mom has been the only guest. Um, so our segment that we want to like dive into with our guests is like, what, oh, are we going to say it? Yeah, let's say it together. (laughs) Okay. Okay. What What are are your search search words? words? And when we say that, we're talking about porn. Porn. But this is going to be a fun combo because. (laughs) I don't really watch porn. Yes, there it is. okay. So should Kelsey and I just talk more about ourselves? But can I talk about like what I Google? Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you read like erotic literature? Like, or what do no, you mean? No, Ali's just to? having sex. Like, you're like, I'm in a relationship, you guys. Like, I have sex. Well, I don't know what it's like to have healthy sex. I'm... So, I've never been in a healthy relationship. I don't know. Like, I just have a very active imagination. And I just kind of like create like a location, scenario. Yes. Like, what am I wearing? Like, 
you know, what's my hairstyle like, in like, my mind? Yeah. And that's my porn. <laughs> I guess I actually, since starting lithium, I don't watch porn that much. I just like Sometimes pretend that like I'm going down on my thesis advisor. <laughs> she was hot. She was straight, but it's fine. Oh, classic. <laughs> Yeah, but then also having sex helps. I, I hope she doesn't listen to this. LOL. This is where I'm like, I'm going to need to block my block some people from my stories so they don't. Yeah. I will say my search it. words, though, obviously. Yeah, please tell us. And I can't yeah. wait to turn them um, So this is hard. So I only watch lesbian or gay porn. Yes. Um, Gay porn, I'll watch like a plethora of stuff. I was watching some gay porn yesterday. I. Like my main search words are teen lesbian, and I love Classic. I love a nubile film. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> oh, but and Erica Lust also. That's oh. that's what you oh, that's you what you pay for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, okay. I know we love them. That's porn. that is straight porn that I will watch. Actually, oh, cool, I mean, cool, cool. there's she has everything, but I will watch that straight porn. Um. Uh, well, I recently told you that I like recently stumbled upon like Mormon porn. Like it Whoa. was like it was called like Mormon Girls or something. Oh and my I was, god, I wanted to watch yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I gotta send you a link. It was like so fucking weird. I honestly like didn't really like it, but um, I'm always into. There's this company called Pure Taboo, which I've like talked about with my friends who I'm looking at right now sitting across from <laughs> me. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I'm like, which <laughs> friends are these? I've literally told you. Guys. Oh, oh, you're ta- okay. Yeah, you're I like, know. I talked to my family. <laughs> Then what are we? <laughs> We're family. I know. Yeah. yeah. So cute. Family. Oh, my God. Um, no, but I really like that because they have such good plots. And it's all, like, taboo stuff, which mm. I love. Like, so much fucking, like, um, obviously lots of, like, stepdad, stepdaughter bullshit, um, teacher, student. There's a therapist <laughs> client one so it's all taboos but i love it because like first of all it's gorgeous cinematography also Ooh. they like really set the scene and i think the acting in it is for the most part like most of the porn people who are in it i feel like their acting chops are like pretty good and i love like i've joked that like um i love doing role play stuff but like my ex-boyfriends and like whoever else i've tried to do it with like weren't always I'm, like, very particular. I'm a writer and I'm a performer. Like, I want to set the fucking scene. No, like, and we like, produce here our are your lines. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, here are your lines. Here's when you enter. Here's, Here's your, your costume. Yeah. It's like, and, and guys are always like, um. Please be ready to be off book. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I can't always do that in my personal sex life because people are like, can we just fuck? And I'm like, no, we have to set up. But I do love literotica for that reason. I've written some erotic literature myself, and it's very hot. Um, no, but I love the setup of Pure Taboo. So, Oh, well, the first, awesome. my, like, sexual awakening happened from some erotic <laughs> literature when I was nine years old. <laughs> was wow. it erotic literature? I thought it was No, just, like, it wasn't. It was a book. It was the um, uh, Song of the Lioness Quartet, mm. and it was about a lady knight named Alana, but she had, like, so much sex yeah. with, like, the prince of, like, I'm sorry, Tortal. how old was she? She, well, the first book started when she was a page, um, and she was 12. <laughs> what the fuck does that, okay. She may just been page oh, to squire. Oh, okay, page age. Page, yeah. yeah, she was page age, like, get with it. No, she was, like, 12, yeah, but she had some, like, hot sex with, like, a lot of, like, older daddies, and that was, like, Oh, yep. my God. I know, I feel like you've always been into older men. No, that was the thing. So, like, when I was young, it was, I was obsessed with, like, 
50-year-old actors. Like, oh, my uh, God. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, Wait, shout out. My sexual yeah. awakening was Alan Rickman. And oh I would, my like, God, I like, get I, that Because so I never much. knew how to masturbate, but I would just pretend that I was, like, dry humping and, like, making out with people. And so I would just, like, pretend I was, like, I had, like, detention in the dungeon with Snape. Yes. And we would be, just, like, dry oh humping God. on a bed. He's sexy. No, yeah. It was Daniel Day Lewis. That's what I was going to say. Daniel Day Lewis and Gerard Butler oh and Liam God. Neeson. Those are, like, Wait, also, Ali, your most important crush. <laughs> Do you know what I'm going to say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the Fox. The Fox <laughs> from the <laughs> Disney Robin Hood yes. animated oh. film. Do we have anything else to say about it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just going to joke that, like, it's funny that we didn't bring up any women we've been involved with. Oh. Only because I feel like I've never had an issue with. I've, I feel like I've only experienced, like, anxious or securely attached. Yeah. But again, because I'm like, I don't have mommy issues. That yeah. I feel like I don't seek out. I don't fall into the anxious avoidant trap. Well, I think also from, like, a societal perspective, a lot of men are conditioned to be avoidant because that's kind of, like, right. what we ask of men. Yes, great Because point. the more that you, like, don't share your emotions or grow up in an environment where that's not okay and, like, told, like, not to cry, the more likely it is that you're not getting those needs met. Um. So yeah, it just kind of follows that there's there are a lot of avoidant men out there. Yeah, but. I feel like I also don't therapy. have like extensive um, experience like dating women. I know because we're queer babies. We yeah, only like, came out. Well, you haven't come out to your mom. I don't know. I only like fully realized it. Yeah, it's like when I, I twenty two. Yeah, it's like now? I like yeah, it's like I like came out and then I kind of like went celibate like almost immediately yeah, yeah, I yeah. Had a nervous breakdown. we have to have a whole episode honestly about our queerness yeah we will and how yeah. about how i spent my like entire youth hooking up with women but still like was <laughs> appalled when ali suggested i might be bisexual <laughs> I, was, I was literally like i wouldn't stop saying like i really want to have sex with women like i really want that experience and then ali was i was like, like maybe you fall somewhere on the lgbt spectrum and i was like how fucking and dare you're you like that's a big ass i know <laughs> For you to say that is like I think I know myself, and then I was like, "Bitch, what?" Okay, but that's another time. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like is that. I think that's it. This has been like the best conversation. I love you guys. I'm I know. So, I I'm you so too. happy you're here, Allie. I'm Thank so happy so I get to co-host with you, Kelsey. Thank you guys for listening to our like one listener. I don't know. No, we're gonna have listeners because we're fun and flirty and cool. Whatever. Um. Okay. Like check back soon yeah see you next time we're outie and then please enjoy the song about yeah attachment styles yes Bye. Bye. bye toodles i'm clinically depressed and have an anxious attachment style so i tend to hold on to relationships for more than a good while cause it pains me to sever the emotional bond and just say hey what we're doing here makes me unhappy and it feels plain wrong so swipe me right hold me tight take me out in the night and tell me that you'll never leave me cause i get very attached so easy they can just date no problem they've never been recommended by their therapist to go to a success club addicts anonymous meeting but i have i like three different therapists
I'm Caroline. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter. I was going to say Facebook, but like, who the fuck? I don't know. Um, at Caroline Honey, but that's H-O-E-N-E because that's part of my last name. Um, I'm really funny and I have a web series called Dating Myself and you should follow that online too. Okay, bye. Hell yeah. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Kelsey Rochetko. R O S is in Sam, H is in Henry, E T is in Tom, K O. <laughs> we can put this in the show notes. I'm yeah, like, what are we doing? Um, yeah, it'll be in the show notes. Then you can watch my uh, web series, Daily Flower Report, and Love you're welcome. It. Okay. All right. Toodles. And I'm Allie. <laughs> I'm Allie Kaufman, and you can find me on Instagram at act alley but i'm private so request to follow <laughs> but only because i have clients and, yeah, yeah, yeah you know confidentiality is hot yeah okay yeah. amazing okay keep cool. it confidential clit letters yeah oh my god <laughs> even though we it? don't i know we're yeah we're out. not this is not aa it's aa anxious avoidant <laughs> <laughs> and we're out we're done